Hello, this is Jill Simons, and today we're going to be mapping colonics on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be chatting with my dear friend, Jill Simons. Jill is pretty sure that no one has childhood dreams of cleaning out other people's bums for a living, and now she is more than 20 years years into her career as a colon hydrotherapist, feeling more nourished and fulfilled with each passing year. In the early days, she had no idea how powerful and useful colonics were. It made sense to her back then that they would be helpful for people with digestive issues. But as time has passed, so has her understanding of the body, the gut, detoxification, diet, and the microbiome. Jill is the co-founder of the colonic practice All's Well That Ends Well in Portland, Oregon, and today she's going to help us understand the importance of this important tool, colonics. Now, I know that you can't leave your home and run out to schedule a colonic appointment today, but please tune in to listen to the importance of cleansing this organ, your colon. Hey, Jill, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I am excited to talk about colonics. It's a topic I love to talk about, and you're the best person to talk to it about. And I kind of want to start with the why. I usually start with the what, but like, why would somebody have a colonic? There are a lot of answers to that. And I think, you know, I had said before that I've been doing this for a couple decades. (laughs) And it used to be that people thought of colonics when they thought about colonics. They thought about your digestion, of course. So obviously, it makes sense. There's lots of people who come to us who have constipation or gas or bloating and a heap of people who have digestive troubles that are super unanswered by the medical world. Mm -hmm. So there's like that sector has been a mainstay throughout my decades of giving colonics. And of course, it makes sense. And in fact, the only studies, the scientific studies that have been done about colonics have been about do they help with constipation? And obviously, they do. For some people, it can heal constipation. Other people, it empties you out and gives you a little nudge to figure out why you're constipated that has nothing to do with the muscle movement. So definitely digestive issues. But what is really fascinating to me over the course of years is just seeing that there's a million reasons people come in. Definitely people come in with digestive issues, but also people come in because they have health issues that they don't know what to do about. I see a lot of people that have unanswered things like Lyme or cancer, lots of people who are very sick and they haven't figured out their story about what to do about it. That's same also if you have autoimmune diseases or, you know, just like there's a billion things and 
that realm. There's also people who come in because they're preventative, that they're like thinking about the world and toxicity and detox and are proactive about knowing that colonics are huge in helping you detoxify from the world we live in. Yeah, it's so important. And of course, the GI tract and all that digestive distress or function is related to every other area of the body. Like you said, the immune system for cancer and autoimmunity, for detoxification, for hormone balance, because we detoxify the hormones we don't need, for liver and gallbladder support, so much that we would be looking to in terms of that release. I know that the late Walter Crinian, who I know you're a fan of as well, used to talk about how important it was to detoxify, of course, but then how colonics were one of the number one things we could do to support detoxification. Of course, you know, I'm in full agreement with that. And interesting, like years ago, people used to think if you had a colonic, you were just focusing on the large intestine. And I think it's kind of, as you said, where we go wrong in our thinking where we're like isolate organs from one another. And then as the years have gone by, the reality is, is that one of the liver's main pathways out is the large intestine. So when I'm giving people colonics, of course, I'm thinking about their large intestine. But the bigger picture is like, how do we let go? We're just bombarded all the time in this world by toxicity. What do we do to let that stuff go? I think that's so important. I know that when I used to come in to all's well, that ends well for more regular colonics, that was one of the mantras I would have going for myself as I was in the colonic arena, getting the colonic, really thinking about just let it go. And I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. But how do we release and let things go? Um, In thinking about colonics and thinking about detoxification and releasing things, I always say if you're not sleeping, you're not pooping, and your blood sugar Uh is imbalanced, it's hard to pass go. And of course, poop is not perfect for most of us. Are there things that you see happen after regular colonics that shift for folks in terms of their elimination? Well, absolutely. I mean, the the first thing that happens for people is the number one subjective response people feel is they feel more energized. And what do we do when we have more energy and more headspace? We can think about ourselves really differently. So I feel like the big thing is, of course, people have a moment when you have a colonic to empty out and have a pause. Where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Remind me your question there, because I think I started getting off track. Yeah, I think it's just what does a colonic do to help us with our elimination in general? Like it, it helps us eliminate in the moment. But have you seen any shift in people's elimination patterns um, post colonic? I also want to say I love that you talked about it like as a fresh start. It's like spring cleaning, Mm -hmm. right? Clean out the system and start afresh. But when people are starting afresh, what opportunities have you seen in the last couple decades occur for people with their elimination patterns? Well, I mean, here's the thing about it. 
if it was a hundred percent of the time that people went from zero to a hundred, colonics would be the be all end all. But what I noticed is that like everything, it depends on what's going on for the person. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge heap of people that we see that the colonics heal their constipation or improve the quality of their elimination or unburden the liver enough to where people feel energized or they sleep better or do all of those things. And it's not for everybody. Some people just get the release of the large intestine during the session. And then they feel that relief, but it doesn't propel them to like poop every day all of a sudden. And for a lot of people, it's, as you know, it's a journey. It has to do with a lot of factors. Like how are you eating? How are you sleeping? What are you doing to bring yourself out of fight or flight? I mean, I think, as I said before, it is a pause. Most people, when they walk in my door to have a colonic, one of the things I say to them is that nobody walks through these doors unless they're ready for their life to change on some level. For a lot of people, of course, that is digestively, that their poops get more full, get more regular, especially if the reason that people are constipated is because they've been so jammed up with stuff that the muscle and the peristalsis stops moving. If that's why you're constipated, then definitely like the colonic we use is like taking your colon to the gym. You're in this constant flow of taking water in and stimulating the peristalsis. And so you're basically exercising that muscle and then you walk out of our doors and you have a more efficient muscle helping you to poop every day. If that's the reason, a lot of people get healed of their constipation, you know, not necessarily after one colonic, but after doing several. But for more people than not, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And just even clearing yourself out does propel you forward in terms of your energy level, your ability to think about yourself, or just even paying attention to your gut. Yeah. Yeah, I love that little gym workout analogy and thinking about the exercise that the muscles need. Can you talk a little bit about the difference in the systems for practitioners who may be thinking about recommending a colonic to a client or patient? I know you work in an open system. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about open system, closed system, and the difference there? Yeah. Any kind of colonic system you use works and cleans you out. Some people get really stuck in one way or the other, and really it's about personal preference. If you're in an open system like the one that I have, I use a Libby, and what that means is that the tube that goes in your bottom is teeny tiny. It's like, well, it's not, you know, it's like, it's like the not even the diameter of a pencil and you put that tube in and water goes in from the tube to your bottom. And then when you go to expel, you're openly expelling around the tube. In a closed system, the tube's much larger and the water goes in and out in the same tube. And on that system, the setup is, is that you lie on your side usually and the practitioner helps you put in the tube, which is quite large or more substantial than the ones that we use. And then the water goes in and the practitioner reverses the flow. So open system, you openly move around the poop. The closed system, water goes in the same tube that the poop comes out. They both do clear you out. I have an affinity, obviously, for the system we use because I think it's a little bit more user-friendly in that the water goes in you, and then when you feel the urge to poop out, you get to do that on your own without somebody directing that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really interesting. What's the history of colonics? Like, where, where did this start, and how was it 
it used originally? I think in just about every health field, they'll be like the ancient Egyptians and Romans <laughs> were using water, like taking gourds and putting water in their booty. So like, if we want to go way back, then like, you know, water as a cleansing, water cleansing is better than anything. Like I tell people who come in and they're like laxative users, even if it's herbal, you're trying to use chemical to make something happen. And so there is a beauty of water in, water out as a cleansing mechanism. But the most interesting thing to me about the way I think about colonics and our history of our current day history is that years ago before pharmaceuticals, doctors and hospitals, those colonics were at the forefront of hospitals. Like, right. So I think of it as mainstream medicine in lots of ways because that was just a common understanding that you could just use water. And so it was hospitals and our mainstream Western medical culture using colon hydrotherapy systems. And then when pharmaceuticals came out around and you could just take a pill to get your patient to poop, that's so much easier, less time consuming, less messy. Also, I think less effective and has other harms, of course. Yeah, of course. What a good explanation of that kind of through line from the history to where we are now. And it's not messy or stinky when we come in. No, not at all. It's very, I mean, we have carpet in our room. Yeah. And if people were spraying the walls with poop, we clearly wouldn't. I could not be a colon hydrotherapist if I had to smell anybody's poop. And thankfully, the equipment's really well designed. You lie on your back, you put your own tube in. I mean, I think for most people, having a colonic is worse in your head than it is in reality. That it's a pretty easy, simple system. And the beauty of what I like about also having an open system is that you people People can choose to have part of their session or all of their session in private with me available if they'd like. And you're covered at all times. I never see anybody's booty or anything like that. And I'm always happy to help people if they have trouble with the tube. But most people, you know, especially if I can relate this to women, it's like putting a tampon in except that you're putting it in your bottom. Right. So it's a pretty simple experience. And most people who come to me, this is their first time and people come with fear and agitation. And the truth of it is when you walk through my doors, you're obviously in a place where you're ready to let something go. And that's not just physical, but that's energetic. And the beautiful thing about doing this work is what that stirs up and the vulnerability that people face by that they're willing to try something new and awkward. And what ends up coming out, honestly, is bigger than physical. And we carry so much in our guts. And it is such an unburdening of us emotionally and energetically to be able to like process through that. So I think colonics are one of the most powerful, quickest ways to heal the body, not just because we're clearing out the large intestine, but because we're giving a nudge to that part of the body where we hold so much anxiety and feels. And if I could say more about that, as you know, and uh, probably everybody here who's listening knows, is that, you know, we used to think about our microbiome and our microflora as just being this thing that helped us to digest food. And it's so exciting now the things that we know about just like what you said about hormone regulation and sleep and our emotional well-being. The way I describe it to clients is the climate change happening outside your door has happened inside of us. And we have just lost so many species that we had no idea what they were even doing. We're in these stages where we're trying to plant seedlings in our gut with good bacteria and 
fermented vegetables. But the truth of it is, we're just scratching the surface of understanding what we decimated with antibiotics and processed food. And I think having a colonic is a clearing of harm, yes. you know, of physical harm and, um, and emotional harm in the way that when you go to a forest, you get a healing. When you like clear out the large intestine and start putting good in yourself, you're doing a healing on such big levels. So beautifully said, Jill. I have so many questions for you, but I'm narrowing it down with my pen and paper to three. One, you talked about the microbial situation and the diversity there is so important. And I know this is a fear that some people have that when you do a colonic, you're actually washing out the good bacteria. Can you talk about that myth? Is it a myth and about repopulation? It's not a myth in that every time you poop, you're clearing out part of your microbiome. It's just like what happens? It's in our large intestine. I mean, I think the thing that feels like discouraging to me about the naysayers of colonics because you're going to poop out part of your microbiome is this assumption that you're starting with a healthy microbiome. Right. We're not starting with a healthy microbiome. I think of, yes, you're, you're, you're pooping out the same way you do. Like when you brush your teeth, for example, you're washing out some of the bacteria in our, in our mouth. Hopefully the bad stuff that you're clearing in the bacterial world is outweighing the good stuff yes. that you're washing out. And it's so that's the way I think about it, especially since when you're putting water into your large intestine, when you're having a colonic, there are no scrub brushes involved. It is just water going in. So you're doing a rinse. So the way I think about it is for most of us, the benefit outweighs that you are losing stuff. Now, in our system, we always do um, replenish people with good bacteria at the end, along with a huge coaching session to like go you and eat every bit of cultured vegetables and probiotics that you can put in your mouth. Think of this as the fresh start in the way that you're going to like use your colonics to jumpstart a diet change or to help clear sugar or yeast or any of those things. It's the same concept. Here's your reset button. Move forward. I love that. And it makes me also wonder about what you see about people's diet or about their digestion. Because I know in the open system, you can see a tube of things go by. And ironically, Mm -hmm. I listened to a podcast yesterday about a woman called the poop doctor who works in a zoo and analyzes all the animals. Oh, that's interesting. What can you see (laughs) when you're looking at what's coming out through that tube? You see everything that comes out of a person. However, that doesn't mean that we know a a ton. The colonic is a terrible diagnostic tool because we're not collecting. And here's the deal. Colon hydrotherapists are not medical practitioners. We're considered technicians. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's a big relief to me. However, I've been watching poop come out of for 20 something years. So what I'm looking at is, well, first of all, you get to see a lot about how formed something is, the color, the consistency. And because water's in there breaking it apart, you also get to see whether there's undigested food. I mean, obviously, if you see things that are recognizable food-wise coming through in a colonic, you know somebody's not absorbing that. And there's things like corn and things that aren't well digested that I expect to see. But it is surprising to me how many times I see greens come out of somebody and they're still green. So you 
you know, in terms of like my job as a colon hydrotherapist, I think I'm used to seeing what is typical. And when I see things that are atypical, like a lot of undigested food or something that maybe looks wormy, I mean, obviously I can't, most parasites are microscopic. I'm not, I can't see when somebody has that. But I can see if somebody has hard eliminations that are formed and the water doesn't break down at all, well, then you can guess that what's in somebody is so dried out that even an hour of water isn't clearing them, you know? So there's information that I feel like I have based on watching heaps and heaps of poops for for years to give people information on where to go, who to see, what to do, where to go from there. And I actually think that's how colonics are best used in conjunction with working with other healthcare practitioners, because it's the information you get from having your colonic that gives us information about what's going on your digestive tract that somebody can help wrap your brain around. Yeah, yeah, so important. Exactly. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. even starting with chewing, but understanding that there might be secretions that are um, deficient that need to be addressed. Final question for you, Jill. Um, What about people who shouldn't get a colonic or you would exercise more caution, maybe somebody who has had sexual abuse in their past, where would you think about a little bit more caution with a recommendation? So we do have a list of contraindications, things that the International Association of Colon Hydrotherapy says absolute no. And most of them are very obvious. If you're on dialysis, we're not putting water in you (laughs) or you have unmedicated high blood pressure or, you know, there's like a a whole list and I'm happy to share those with you. I think like, you know, and obviously if you're having like an IBS flare up or, you know, in having diverticulitis, you're you're not going to feel like you want to have a colonic. And so usually those things are in alignment. It's very rare somebody walks in through my door with a contraindication because we self-regulate that. In terms of things like eating disorders and such like that, or sexual abuse, I think in the the emotional realm, colonics can be great. I mean, we help people monitor that in terms of like, if I see somebody coming in very eating disorder-like, I obviously am not in favor of somebody eating Ho-Ho's donuts and Cheetos and then being like, well, I'm just going to have a colonic to clear that. But I think for like any emotional issue, That is basically our job as colon hydrotherapists. That is what we're here for. We're here for the vulnerability Mm -hmm. to support people in letting go. And that is, yes, it's a physical process. And I think lots of colon hydrotherapists are just technicians. But the truth of it is, like, it's a real gift to me that people come in with vulnerability because that is a huge component about what they're trying to heal. So I love it when people come in because they're depressed or have breakups or feel like they have sex trauma they need to clear. Like that is gorgeous to me that people have the intuitive hit that there's a let go on an emotional level. Mm. And we're here to hold your hand for that. Thank you, Jill, for holding our hands, but also holding the beauty of poop. So important. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to do it.
The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes music by my son, Gilbert Nakayama, and production support from Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook, along with audio production from Rowan Bradley. You can visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode ready and waiting for you, please go to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. You also have an open invitation to email us. We'd love to know who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15 Minute Matrix. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com. And before you go, this is a great time to join us for a spring cleanse. Head over to 15minutematrix.com, check out the show notes where you can get the matrix of this episode and also a link to join us for some really deep spring and liver cleansing.